Welcome to episode 88 here of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday morning. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the sports world, as you guessed it, right? We got episode 88 here. Look, I mean, we're on that usual routine. That usual routine is coming to you know an end due to the fact high school football is wrapping up here. But we have one of our final high school football playoff talks here. As um, next week, we'll be talking, hopefully next week, uh, when conference stuff, I believe it's out already, but they have not published all the information yet, so I, I do not have that to share on with sports. However, we will be talking about some all-state recognition today, along with the high school football playoffs. We'll be doing the all-region slash district teams. We'll be doing that more uh, with a conference talk, so just keep that in mind. But that is the game plan here. For episode 88 in the high school world. Then we're going to go to the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk about how they've performed as of late. We'll talk about all the injuries right that are going on. And then we'll talk about the Green Bay Packer victory yesterday over the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau. What a great win there for the Packers. And yeah, we'll be going through all of that here in the episode. And announcement-wise, we'll talk about the schedule. Um, you know, going through it, we have an episode of college, Drew's College Athlete Spotlight coming out. Wednesday, so you can go check that out. Uh, that'll be on Wednesday morning is when you'll find that. And then also, of course, that's already on YouTube on the live stream, so you can go check that out right now. And uh, don't forget, uh, Drew's basketball crew will be coming your way tonight around, you know, around 8 or 9 p.m. I'll be bringing you some DFS for tomorrow. And then, of course, you got episode 88 right now, and then you'll see an episode 51 of Journey to a Million will be coming your way Wednesday night is when that'll be, you know, more of like Wednesday evening, 545-ish. We'll be we'll be going live around there on YouTube and Twitch, of course, at Drew Sports Crew. You know, on the Twitch, Drew Sports Crew on YouTube and at Drew Sports Crew on all the other social media platforms other than Facebook, again, where it's Drew's Sports Crew. So all the announcements are out of the way, and let's go to the level four of high school football playoffs in division four. And we are going to be going to two rivers and Catholic Memorial, that game that took place at Slinger high school on Friday, November 11th. And listen, this game started off as people thought it was where Catholic Memorial took control. They, they were up 20 to nothing in the second quarter. Thanks to a, a run from John Bailey that put them up seven and then they had a run from Corey Smith that put them up 14-0. Then the quarterback, Isaiah Nathaniel, gets in on the action. 20-0 at half. Two Rivers needed something to go their way. And the third quarter, they put together their first touchdown drive of the game. It was Justin Klinkner to Austin Phillips. That gets them on the board. 27 was the score then. And then Klinkner in the fourth quarter, 2014 is what the score becomes after a Klinkner to or- Orion Gauger touchdown there. 2014 then was the score. Memorial gets the ball back. They were able to then just take control of the clock. And that was your game. 2014 was the final. Two Rivers Falls, their first loss of the year, comes at the at level four, right? They finished 12 and one on this historic season for the Raiders. You know, they put up in their credit, right? I mean, the 20 nothing score how many teams would have gave up, right? I mean, how many teams would have felt defeated? Uh, Two Rivers did not do that. They 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 fought back. I mean, they held their own ground. They put up, 
you know, we, I talked about this game being, you know, based on even based on like right, the talent we see from two rivers, based on matchups, even that both squads have. I thought this was going to be a much closer game. I know many people are predicted still, you know, a two, three, four score, even, you know, defeat for two rivers. But look, two rivers held their own against uh, a football dynasty, right? I mean, Catholic Memorial being who they are as a school for years of dominance, but. You know, Two Rivers, they, they're returning a good chunk of their core for next year, right? I mean, if we're just doing an outlook here, um, certainly think Two Rivers, they, they can make their way back to level four next year, potentially, you know, make their way to state, right? I mean, that's where you want to go. And again, congratulations to Two Rivers on a fantastic season. But I'm going to read through the rest of the stats. I'll tell you that. Justin Klingner finished this game 17 to 26, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He played great in this game. On the rushing side, we saw Chase Mathias, 21 of 110, 5.2 in attempt for him. Had himself a day. Damian Gretz then got in 2 for 12, 6 yards in attempt. Max Mathias then 2 for 10. On the receiving side, let's talk about it. It was Austin Phillips leading the way, 4 for 50. I guess with the touchdown, I guess the head, the top receiver, um, we spoke here. Elijah Mott was the top one here. He led the way with 6 receptions. 74 yards. Then we had Orrin Gauger again, two for 31 with a touchdown. And then we had Xander Pop, two for 24. Max Mathias, one for nine. On the defensive side, two interceptions for the Two Rivers Raiders. Or Orrin Gauger had one with an intercept. He was one of the interceptions. Chase Mathias also had an interception. Mathias had 12 or 12 tack- solo tackles, 15 total tackles. So you combine them right with the assists, whatnot. Also had a forced fumble, had himself, you know, the game of his life defensively. You got to throw that in there. And the lone sack came from Damian Garretts. So this Memorial squad, how they were able to dominate this game. I mean, they both, I mentioned it was going to be similar passing slash rushing volumes for both squads. And it was, I mean, two reverse ran the ball 36 times to Catholic Memorial 33, 14 pass attempts to 26 for two rivers. Uh, I mean, two rivers outplayed, I mean, like plays wise, they had more plays than them. Um, so, I mean, want to throw that out there. Two rivers had control of the clock, it seems, but they're still able. Kevin Moore was still able to take control early in the game. Isaiah Nathaniel, 10 for 13, one interception. Bennett McCormick had one attempt, one interception is what I'm seeing here. On the rushing side, it was Corey Smith. I mean, we talked about him in the preview, 13 of 90. 90 yards there for him, 6.9 yards, an attempt, one touchdown then on the ground for him. Josh Bailey, we mentioned, had another one for 15. P.J. Reynolds, 9 for 39. And then Isaiah Nathaniel, 8 for 9 with a rushing touchdown as well. The receiving side was Corey Smith again, 4 for 57, 14.2 an attempt there, or I guess reception there. No receiving touchdowns for Memorial. Uh, Bennett McCormick, 2 for 57. And that was really it. I mean, other Every other guy was held in check. The big thing for Catholic Memorial, they had five sacks on the night. Tyree Harper had two of the sacks. Keith Williams had one. Matt Matt McClossey had one. And then we also had Carl Peavy had another. Um, so that's kind of the story there. No interceptions, no forced fumbles. You know, two rivers didn't turn the ball over. Uh, but the, the five sacks... Was the difference? I don't have penalties. I would love to see the penalty numbers. Um, 
unfortunately, I don't get those, but I have a feeling with based on how two rivers outplayed them in terms of you know plays, it seems like they dominated the clock. I'm wondering, you know, with with penalties, how how that took control of this game. But again, two rivers puts up a great fight here to wrap up their season. Again, congratulations to the Raiders on a historic season in the EWC. They represented the EWC very well, right? Um, uh, we wish them the best next year. All state wise, was looking through the team this morning. I saw uh, Chase Mathias made the all state small school team, not the honorable mention, the, the the team. Yes, he did at linebacker. Congrats to him. I did not see any other EWC uh, player, but I did see on um, the honorable mentions. I believe, uh, well, I saw Klinkner at quarterback. I I think there was some other. There's another two rivers. I don't know if it was Mathias at running back. It was Chase Mathias there, but um, doesn't. You know, the whole team is its a lot of other schools. It's not a lot of EWC, so I was just trying to go through finding EWC players to discuss. But in the more conference talk, we'll talk about that, of course. We'll talk um, – we'll go through kind of the award predictions we had at the start. We'll see how that turns out, you know, and be a lot of fun there in kind of the recap episode. I'll see if I can get a guest on for that talk in EWC there for football. But otherwise, right, I mean – Catholic Memorial. I can tell you who they're playing at state if they got it in here. Um, they do not have the upcoming game in yet, but um, Two Rivers or Catholic Memorial making the state game for level four. Um, again, they, they moved to 13 and 0 here on the year. They average 42 points a game still. Um, so um, you just tip your cap right to Catholic Memorial. Move on here for Two Rivers, right? But that'll wrap it up here for the high school football talk. We want to thank, of course, with sports WSN for all your high school sports needs. Go check them out. Their link is down below. And again, a special thanks to WSN here for football, high school stuff. Let's go to the world of basketball. Now the Milwaukee Bucks, I predicted, you know, feels like I predict them to go three and every week now because I mean, I was doing two and one, two and one, three and one. And they kept winning. So I was like, all right, let's go to 3-0 based if the matchups are there. And last week, we got hit with a little bit of load management, right? Giannis was out. Holiday was out. Middleton's still out. Um, so we saw that. I mean, we saw double overtime still winning against OKC. Javon Carter, have yourself a day. 36 points, 12 assists on that Wednesday game. You lose that one in Atlanta, which, I mean, many thought, like, if there's their first loss, it was going to be that game, right? I mean, I had a feeling about that as well. Um, San Antonio Friday night. I mean, that was, I'll be honest, that game tough to watch, right? I mean, uh, Javon Carter being your lean scorer again. Not a lot of guys playing in that game, so it kind of felt, it's one of those load management regular season games, like, tough one to watch, right? But we got a Monday night one now looking ahead this week. I went 3-0. I said they got to go 3-0. They got a game against Atlanta at home, so it's like, okay, 7 o'clock game. Um, third time against Atlanta, you know, Giannis playing, hopefully. Uh, I like their I like their chances here at home, of course. And then Wednesday we get that we get Cleveland. Cleveland coming in, you know, scoring a lot, right? A great offensive squad there. Garland puts up 51 yesterday. Um I'm wondering how this game will go. I, I I do think the game they lose is at Philly on Friday on ESPN. 
Um, they beat Philly out there earlier in the year, 90-88. But I know Harden's out, but Embiid, Embiid man, playing crazy. Um, he has been doing Joel Embiid things. Had an insane stat line yesterday. It was unheard of. It was video game-like. Um, but that game's at 6.30 at Friday. I'm not game ESPN. You'll find that Wednesday is a home game, seven o'clock against the Cavaliers. You know, I'm hoping. You know, part of me thinks it says two one, two and one, but I I went three and zero. I'm like I like I like it. Uh, next week though, we got three home games. I'm not gonna get too far ahead of myself, but we have a nice stri- stretch of home games after the Philadelphia game from November 21st to November 27th. We have four home games in a row. There, love to see that. And then we get a little streak on the road, but that's kind of the Bucks talk. Pretty, pretty brief. Um, Chris Middleton will be back soon. He's been practicing um, soon. Hopefully, he comes very soon. You know, we we want Chris Middleton out there. Uh, let me see if I got any update on that. Um, yeah, nothing really yet. But I'd imagine at the end of this week, um, we could start seeing him in action. I, I think that's kind of like the perceived thought. I don't know about Pat Connaughton though. Um, he might be longer based on what I what I've understood, but just keeping that in mind. Um, regarding the Bucks, though, I didn't really have much else other than that. We have a whole Packer game we gotta talk about. This this is gonna probably be we got a shorter episode as one high school game to talk about. One week of Bucks, one week of Packers. Not much there, but. This Packer game, I mean, if you are a Packer fan, yesterday was a day full of celebration because, look, the defense is depleted, right? I mean, you lose your down three starters yesterday, right? I mean, two of them probably out for the year, and Stokes and Gary and Campbell being out. But, you know, you you fight the game. I mean, you fight 0-0 end of one, and you're like, okay, we have a shot against this 6-2 this and two Cowboys squad at the time, and it's... You get two interceptions off of Dak Prescott, right? Credit where credit is due for Rudy Ford, right? I mean, had himself an absolute game here. And um, just overall, I mean, they, they put up an awesome – they played an awesome game. Going through the, the play-by-play, right, the scoring plays. Um, I mean, Dallas gets on the board first, right? C.D. Lamb has that passing touchdown. And then we see a 58-yard bomb from – Aaron Rodgers to Christian Watson. Yeah, Christian Watson gets in on the action there. Uh, 7-7 was your score. Aaron Jones, of course, scores. It always seems like he scores in a home game. 12-yard run for him at 14-7. Packers go up. Dalton Schultz, a 5-yard touchdown pass then. And the score then goes 14-14. We're at halftime then. Then we go Tony Pollard in the third quarter. Gets that 13-yard run. 21-14 is the score. C.D. Lamb then gets in. It's 28-14. Packer fans are getting pretty upset. Then you guessed in the fourth quarter, two more touchdowns come from Christian Watson. Yeah. Look, Christian Watson, Watson still, fundamentals, you could tell he's a rookie. I mean, just watching him play football, you can see the rookie mistakes. You can see on the receiving side, um, you know, just, just some simple things in terms of route running, Um after the catch, you know, going for the catch, even there's some plays and even just like some fundamental things. But if he's healthy, I mean, the athleticism, you know, uh, 
it's it's evident. I mean, he is so he is the most athletically talented player on this Packers squad in turn like for receivers for this whole offense, I'd say. I mean, Romeo Dobbs has been a nice, like solid kind of guy when he's been out there, but like I'm telling you, Watson from a talent perspective is I think he's it's it's not even close. I mean, what what Watson brings from the talent perspective is undoubtedly like just just there, you know. And he puts out two touchdowns there in the fourth quarter. They go up, they tie the game 28-28. Interesting then, right? Packers get the ball back. Matt LaFleur opts to I'm not gonna say stall, but you know, they no urgency. I mean, no sense of urgency, uh, not wanting to run the ball to get in field goal range and the game there. They don't do that. It ended up being just fine because overtime you lose the coin toss. I was like, "Oh my goodness, oh, this is it!" And then you're able to put up a stop there. Um, Mike McCarthy opts to go for it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a terrible play call. They, they don't get it, and then we see the headset go to the ground, enraged, and um, and many many have saw that it's a viral clip now and. And Rodgers marches them down the field. They get to field goal range. Lazard has a big play, gets them set up. Rodgers takes that kneel to center the football, and a 28-yard field goal seals it. Packers get a much-needed win at home. They move to 3-2 and two at home, as surprising as that might sound. And they move to 4-6 and six at the playoff hunt, though. You might be like, okay, well, cool, 4-6. and six. Surprisingly, everyone, you know, good news is, they're really not out of the playoffs. I mean, they're really not out of the hunt. They have tiebreakers over Atlanta and Arizona. Remember, seven make the playoffs, and they are number nine right now. The thing is, Washington owns the tiebreaker over them head-to-head, right? And then San Francisco, um, ooh, I believe we go after we go division, division then, and San Francisco being 3-0 in the division, Packers being 1-2. and two. You got to beat out San Francisco. So or Dallas even Dallas losing six there Packers like two and a half games back at Dallas. I believe is what I'm seeing. They own the tiebreaker over Dallas. Um, I think, I, I think it's, it's either the tiebreakers, the head to head or it's um, strength of victory or it's, um, or no, it might be win percentage in conference games. You know, there's multiple things. I'm not sure which ones override each other, but I thought it was still head to head. Just want to point that out. Um, you got to be, you got to go through Dallas, San Francisco, though. You got to beat those two squads, you know, probably. Um, really, for the Packers, I mean, really need San Francisco to lose on Sunday night. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, that was a game I was like, come on, 40 yards, you got to lose this one. They end up winning. Instead of going to four and five, they go to five and four, which hurts the Packers a lot, actually. Um, so, I mean, if Dallas can lose some games here, if they play like they did yesterday, I mean, they're going to have no problem losing some more games is personally what I saw. Um, the Commanders, again, I, I imagine they're going to they're gonna fizzle out. right? They play either Philadelphia tonight. I do think they can win this game, though. But rest of the season, though, I, I don't see this Commanders team right competing. So I think Packers will be able to fit themselves up and – I expect a, I don't know what happened there. Video video went, went gone. We're, we're back on. Okay. The video, if you're watching the stream, just the video. 
was off on the stream for a quick second there. Not sure what happened, but we are all good now. Um, basically, what I'm talking about is, you know, we need the Packers to win. We, I think in the NFC, barring any insane tiebreaker, I think, well, obviously a 10-7 and 7 record gets them in, in my opinion. I'm debating, I think, 9-8, and eight, so they have to go 5-2 and two the rest of their, their last seven here. Is 5-2 and two good enough for the playoffs for them? They don't have the tiebreakers really over some of these teams, but 9-8 and eight could be good enough. I mean, 9-8 and is going to involve winning some of those tiebreakers, so keep that in mind. And I don't think 8-9, eight 8-9, nine, eight nine, they would have to have all the tiebreakers, which they don't have. So I think 9-8 and eight and 10-7 and seven are the records that you need. Um, they could still theoretically go 11 and six if they went out. So I think there's three outcomes. You want nine and eight, 10 and seven or 11 and six. That will get you to the playoffs. Um, my opinion, anything lower than that will not. So that's kind of the outlook for the Packers. And then we have a Thursday night game coming up here against the Titans. Titans are six and three. They are the three seed in the AFC and, Packers are favored again that game. Look, it's at Lambeau. So the good news is they have something going their way where it's at Lambeau. Bad news is it's against Derrick Henry and the Titans. Derek and a Titans defense is a little banged up right now, but again, it's a Mike Vrabel defense where we've seen them still statistically put up great numbers. And yeah, um, Packers are tough on quarterbacks. I've been talking about this. Packers defense is very good against quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill not being a great quarterback. Um, you know, who knows? Um, we've seen this Titans team. They went on a little win streak, you know, a nice five-game win streak. They lose then to the Chiefs. They beat the Broncos 70-10. They played a lot of close games. They beat the Commanders 21-17. They beat the Colts twice. They beat the Raiders. They lost to the Giants and Bills. So, you know, they lost to the Bills 41-7. Um, Thursday night, right, things can happen. Um, they're, they're without trailing Burks, right? I mean, just going through some of the, some of the things, uh, we can certainly see this, you know, go well. I mean, Derek Henry already is 923 rushing yards, but, um, from a passing yard standpoint, they're 31st rushing their ninth. So usually that's a recipe to beat the Packers as we know, but I feel like, you know, past defense, you know, we could see some good stuff going on here. And we gotta hope the Packer offense can or Packer defense can contain this Titan rushing attack. So that's kind of the the outlook there. And yeah, I mean, hoping for a Packer W. We'll be watching Thursday night. It's on Amazon. So you know, if you love that, hate that, whatever. It's on Amazon. That's how it is. But that is gonna wrap it up here on this Monday. Again, I said it was gonna be a little quick because not much to talk about. But we'll definitely have more for you next week with. Of course, some non or some conference, you know, talk. Hopefully, basketball practice started for high school today. I'll we're gonna, we're gonna be covering basketball in some way here on the podcast. Not exactly sure on logistics on how. So it's probably gonna be a part of the Monday episodes. Just how football was. If you know, that's kind of the game plan. I'd like to approach not the weekly breakdowns we saw last year. Just uh, you know, tie it all together here on Monday. But episode eighty eight here. Is wrapping up and uh again at your sports crew the social medias find me all or you'll find podcast all on there right that's where you'll see it all and uh again that'll wrap it up for myself drew skyberg signing off here on this monday morning 
Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.